Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette. Good morning and welcome everyone to your Daily Dose. With the recent legalization of cannabis and CBD products in Canada, its popularity has steadily increased. From being a party drug to a be-all, end-all, one-size-fits-all, cure-all medication that seemingly everyone can benefit from. Currently, one can go into any select Canadian liquor store to purchase up to 52 different strains of cannabis. You can purchase these in the forms of dried plant material for smoking, oils for ingesting, and gummy and other forms for edibles. When you go to purchase specifically to use as a medication, either being referred by your MD or just going in to buy because you want to try or because a friend told you to do so, how do you know that what you will be purchasing will be right for you? Will it contraindicate any other medications that you're taking? Or may it cause more harm with a specific illness that you are currently experiencing? To date, I've not heard of any employee at a local liquor store qualified to give you the proper information as to whether this will actually benefit you or if it will harm you. So today, I have with me Kevin Wagner. Kevin is a registered nutritional consulting practitioner and owner of Eating with Wisdom, which is a nutritional consulting and personal chef service in Bear River, Nova Scotia. Kevin's exemplary food service and culinary instruction have been well known throughout southwestern Nova Scotia through his career. And for many years, he has managed his own non-Hodgkin's lymphoma through natural healing practices, combining whole food nutrition with the potency of cannabis-based medicine into a formidable cancer-fighting protocol. His years of personal research, furthered by a formal education in holistic nutrition, has made him a go-to for hundreds of clients needing guidance with their own journey of natural healing and in navigating the mystifying world of cannabis and its potential to treat most of the chronic health problems plaguing today's society. Good morning, Kevin, and I welcome you to speak on CBD and cannabis. Well, good morning, Doreen. I'm glad I could help out. Can you give us a little bit of an explanation on CBD cannabis and the humid, human cannabinoid system? Yeah, we could be here for a while, so I'll try and keep it brief. Um, okay. The, the big buzz these days is on CBD, of course, but uh, CBD itself is not, a, not an oil, not, a, not an overall substance. It's a, cannabin, a cannabinoid, which is one of the components in cannabis, one of the, one of the uh, chemical uh, uh, neurotransmitters in cannabis, actually. But under it all, uh, all mammals... Humans and, and uh, dogs, cats, all mammals have a cannabinoid system uh, that receives these cannabinoid uh, signals from, from cannabis and from other things, too. We, we create our own cannabinoids sometimes, uh, but it's, it's the basis of our homeostasis, this cannabinoid system. Uh, it, uh, it, keeps, it controls the largest self-regulating system in our bodies, 
and the cannabinoid system can affect our neural function, our heart rate, our blood pressure, uh, immune system digestion, everything in our body is regulated by the cannabinoid system at some level. And, uh, and so these cannabinoids within, uh, within cannabis are uh, chemical uh, signals and the, uh, the two sensors, the two main sensors in the cannabinoid system are the CB1 uh, receptors in your brain, uh, your central nervous system, some of your organs uh, are CB1 receptors. And there's a second receptor, a CB2 receptor, mostly in your immune system, your spleen, some other organs, and your peripheral tissues. So cannabinoids either impact CB1 receptors or CB2 receptors, and some impact uh, a bit of both. CBD itself is a cannabinoid, which is over 120 cannabinoids recognized in, in cannabis so far. They keep researching this. Uh, but CBD impacts all other cannabinoids in some way to make them more effective. It's basically an enabler. Uh, it can work well on its own, but it works better synergistically, like all plants do, with other cannabinoids. Okay. So is CBD different than what we would think of marijuana or cannabis? Are they two different things or do they come from the same place? What's, what's different about this? Well, cannabis is really the, the genus, the mother of both marijuana and hemp plants. Uh, when you think of marijuana, it's, uh, it's basically marijuana is a cannabis plant that most of the time has very little, if any, CBD but high in other cannabinoids, and especially in THC, which is the, the, bigger, uh, the bigger cannabinoid that everybody knows about. It's the one that, uh, that makes you high in, in the recreational part of it. Um, there are 120, like I said, different cannabinoids, and some are being researched as being as powerful as THC or CBD in their own way. And so, uh, and so marijuana itself is a, is a species of cannabis, and hemp itself is a species of cannabis. The two are different, but they're all cannabis plants, uh, some other genus of all plants. So um, but when we talk about CBD, and that's what everybody talks about these days of CBD, it can come from mainly hemp, which is uh, very, very, very low in THC, less than 0.03%, uh, but can also come from certain strains, specific strains of, of marijuana, that have been bridged to be uh, very you know, low in THC but higher in CBD. And this is done through selective breeding over generations. And so, so what, what makes marijuana so different would be that high THC content as opposed to a CBD strong plant. Um, so THC, just to break that one down while we're right here, as we say, is another acronym, these three-letter acronyms for uh, tetrahydrocannabinol. And so it's the most widely known because it's been, you know, in the 60s, the big buzz, uh, smoking weed was, was all about getting high, and that's THC that does that because it targets those CB1 receptors mainly in your brain and through part of your central nervous system. Uh, CBD doesn't target that, and so CBD can never make you high. So this is where marijuana comes in, which is mainly THC, and CBD is mainly derived from, uh, from a more of a hemp plant, unless it's a specific strain of that, of that marijuana plant that's been bred to have high CBD. Okay. So when people are taking the CBD um, for specific illnesses, mainly let's look at cancer right now, because many, many cancer patients are taking the CBD, but it has to have, or it's recommended to have some THC. What's the reason for this? 
Well, THC, they've found, and it, but there hasn't been a lot. Um, the legalization will help with human testing. There's been a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of petri dishes, a lot of lab tests on in test tubes, a lot of animal testing on cannabis, just to check and see what it does. So, what they found in in these tests, the THC works good uh, in rat models and animal models on an induced tumor. So, THC works really well in that model to reduce tumor size. And and again, everything that happens in an animal model. Or, or a petri dish does not always translate to a human model. So these are very early results, but they're at least they're documented. CBD itself uh, works to stop oncogenesis, and oncogenesis is the development of cancer cells right from the get-go. Uh, it inhibits uh, cancer growth, which is metastasis, the spread of cancer, but it also induces apoptosis, which is programmed cell death. All, all cells are supposed to... Uh, supposed to die at some time, and what cancer cells don't do is die on time. They keep regenerating and develop into, into these tumors. And so CBD does those three things. It helps with the uh, stopping development. It helps to inhibit the growth, and it helps to get these cells to encourage to, to die on time. Okay. So if someone is undergoing cancer treatments, whether it be radiation or whether it be chemo, um, is it safe to take CBD with a little bit of THC or even if it doesn't have THC? Would it be safe to combine these these treatments? I find that CBD is safer <clears throat> just because of, of what it does in the background. THC itself may work to fight uh, what the drugs are, are going to do. They, they use, they use immune, immune drugs now, uh, the immunotherapy along with chemotherapy to try and break down the tumor, but they use an immunotherapy to try and encourage your, your immune system to do its job and, and the NK cells to fight these cancer cells and, and create this cell death, this apoptosis. And so THC is really aggressive on the tumor and maybe also really aggressive uh, against these drugs. So they don't recommend the THC be used during cancer treatment. CBD is one of those things that seems to be very safe and actually has been proven to assist uh, with the drugs that they're using for, for uh, chemotherapy and for the immunotherapy. So it works in conjunction to, uh, to help those drugs do their job better. So. Okay. Now, when you're referring to the CBD, are you referring to the CBD specifically from hemp? It's a chemical. And so it really doesn't matter if it's hemp-derived or marijuana-derived, if you look at the chemical signature and break it down to the carbon strain, it looks the same under a microscope. So taking CBD, just CBD itself, from either hemp or, or cannabis or marijuana, uh, it doesn't really matter so much with that as opposed to what I referred to earlier as a full spectrum that it works with other cannabinoids. And so you can derive the CBD from anywhere. It's where you combine it to make it the most effective. And CBD on its own uh, really doesn't work as well as it does with other cannabinoids. And outside of THC, uh, other cannabinoids don't seem to react the same way as far as the psychoactivity, the high you get, because they don't target those CB1 receptors as much as they do the CB2 receptor, which are the ones in your organs and your immune system where we want them to go to work. And so CBD on its own, regardless where you get it from hemp or marijuana, works along with other, other cannabinoids even better. So it doesn't really matter where it's derived from. Okay. 
Can you tell us, um, a lot of times we see the word terpenes that are associated with CBD or cannabis. What exactly are terpenes and what do they do? Well, aside from cannabinoids, uh, there are two other large groups of phytochemicals in cannabis. Uh, Those would be terpenes, what you refer to, uh, and also those plant phenols. Terpenes are probably 140 of them currently known. Uh, They're really the essential oils of your cannabis plant. And so they, as as you're aware of essential oils, and they're they're a big thing in the market now, essential oils are derived from all plants. The ones in in, uh, cannabis, uh, the the fragrance of them, really intense, can signal our brains to relax, focus, uh, can fire off neurons to help us with other things, but when they're metabolized in our body, uh, they activate neurotransmitters and other receptors, sort of like the cannabinoids do with the, the CB1-2 receptors. They can be anti-inflammatory. They can be antibacterial. Uh, they can be analgesic. Uh, the small ones are really fragrant, pungent, and give cannabis its really heavy smell. But the, the less fragrant ones uh, really give the cannabis a stickiness of that resin on, on the bud, the flower. So they're really the essential oils of the uh, cannabis plant itself. Okay. So when we have a CBD and we, we see it on the bottle, it's CBD and it is actually infused in hemp. Can you define what this actually means for us when we go to buy that? simply means that the CBD itself, and I've, I've explained that one a bit, I think, is that CBD is yeah. one of those 120 known cannabinoids. The hemp is only the carrier oil, so the carrier oil uh, can, be, can be hemp oil. Uh, can be coconut, can be olive. Uh, those are the safest ones of all. Um, other oils that are really, actually, they're they're really any they're really inflammatory to the body. The lighter oils like uh, safflower and grapeseed that are used a lot in in carrier oils uh, for for some of these lower quality oils, and even some of the oils you find from some of the producers that are being sold at the liquor stores are these lighter oils, which are not a healthy oil in our body. Anyway, if you look at those lighter oils, they oxidize on a shelf in about three to six months and you're covered. They do the same thing in your body, but at a faster rate, so they cause inflammation through oxidization. So uh, a CBD in hemp oil is one of the better oils because it's a natural combination of of uh, whether it's derived from, from cannabis or from uh, marijuana or hemp. It's really combining a hemp oil with a hemp product. And so really safe, great carrier oil. Um, and so that's what a CBD oil in hemp is. It's just a hemp carrier with whatever, however many milligrams of, uh, of CBD in that product will be listed on that bottle. Okay. Now, if someone wants to purchase or, or get a CBD product um, to use for a medication, do you, do you recommend that they rush out to the liquor store and get whatever it is that they would prefer? Or do you recommend that they go to someone who can actually help them and get what would be best for them? The liquor stores, legally, I don't think are allowed to advise. The liquor stores are set up to sell a product which is what they do. They don't really have any information there on what can happen. Uh, they don't have any symptom or disease-specific, condition-specific information there. And so you don't know what, first of all, they won't ask you why you want it or what you want to treat with it. And that's not their job. They're there to sell product. And anybody that wants to take something for a reason 
should find out everything they can, basically be their own doctor. And if this is their choice and they've done their, their due diligence, then they should talk to somebody knowledgeable about that product that can advise everything that that product may be able to do. And there's no can-dos. There's only may be able to do because natural products are never a guarantee, and neither are medications for that matter. And so I always recommend that people buy their products from somebody that can educate and provide them with with answers. And these answers can't be just Google Doctor and Facebook information. It has to be scientifically research-backed, and and there should be some some meat on the bone. There should be some information there that they can hand these their clients to to let to you know specifically as to why they want it. Maybe they want a product for for fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis pain. Maybe they have anxiety issues. Uh, depression, PTSD. So you have to really be specific on why you want to take that. And rarely do you find a place that sells it, provide the information. So really go to a place that, that knows their stuff and advises directly for that client, for a client. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. At this time, we have to take a short break. And on the other side of the break, I have some more questions for you. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit Doreen's website at dmurphydoucette.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins, and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements, and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphydoucette.com today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to your daily dose. If you have a question for Doreen Doucette or her guest today, feel free to call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Doreen's Daily Dose at gmail.com. Now, back to your daily dose. 
Okay, Kevin, um, before we went to break, you had you had uh, stated a few illnesses or issues that CBD or cannabis could help with. Can you um, can you give us a few more other than you had said depression, um, arthritis, maybe fibromyalgia? What else can it help us with? Yeah, well, anxiety, I find, is one is a big thing today anyway. Like, the whole world seems to be anxious. And a lot of my a lot of my clients that come to me are looking for help with anxiety and depression. It works really, really well. And, and this has been not just proven in, in like I said, animal models or, or, in, uh, or in vitro, but it's also been, been case studied. And CBD, along with the full spectrum with other cannabinoids, really works well for for brain-related uh, disorders like that, uh, for, for anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD, even OCD, those things that are, that are prevalent today. So it works really well within the neural uh, pathways to, uh, to help those seem to calm down and take the stress levels away. Uh, I also look nutritionally at other things. That's another topic on gut-related things that help with stress and anxiety. But, uh, but also with, with CBD, and cannabis in general, PTSD is a big one, and sometimes a bit of THC for a, along with a heavy dose of, of other cannabinoids, including CBD, really great for PTSD. Um, antibiotic-resistant infections, and, and here we are with a, uh, with a coronavirus that's antibiotic-resistant uh, mm-hmm. because we throw, you know, we throw antibiotics at everything. And so it, it seems to work well with that, too, because it works around that pathway and then targets the, uh, the infection, the viruses. Uh, epilepsy, um, seizures, uh, you know, even, uh, even Parkinson's. Uh, Michael J. Fox is now a big proponent of cannabis because it's working well for him with Parkinson's with tremors because of the, because of the neural pathway that it targets. And it seems to lessen those, uh, those tremors. I have clients that have, that have used uh, CBD in a full spectrum and their, their, their tremors are less. And the pain level with that, with that disease, too, is, is less. Um, it's, it's really great for, for any of those brain-related things. And again, we've talked about cancer. Uh, it's really cutting edge as far as cancer research goes because even, even those that are creating the cancer, uh, pharmaceutical cancer drugs, chemotherapy drugs, are working on cannabis uh, based medicine because they've seen in their lab test early results. So they're really digging into that cancer fighting part of, of CBD and other ones, but um, they're using cannabis, uh, full, full spectrum cannabis as far as addictions, uh, you know, alcoholism and other addictions to, to, as a gateway off, not on. Uh, MS, because MS is a, is a neurological uh, breakdown of the myelin sheath, which is your DNA. And so with MS, it also gets in there and goes to work on that. Chronic pain, um, the fibromyalgias and the rheumatoid arthritis and chronic pain issues because it targets the pain uh, receptors and sensors that signal in your brain that you're in pain. Not like a Rebaxa set that dumbs down the pain, but it just turns those off. And then also it's an anti-inflammatory and goes to work on the inflammation level at the cellular level in your whole body. And so this is why it's so important to have a good quality carrier oil to carry that uh, through the lipid system into your body properly because other lighter oils are inflammatory by nature. And so is an anti-inflammatory with CBD and other cannabinoids. It fights inflammation. But if you're using an, an inflammatory carrier oil, you're really one against the other. So you've got to be really careful with that, too. Um, schizophrenia, those, you know, those, those neurological uh, 
diseases, their, their conditions. Uh, there's, you know, all of our, even diabetes and, and uh, you know, and hunger controls, uh, hormonally, like I said, the, the cannabinoid system, the, uh, the ECS, controls every system in your body, including your, your endocrine system, your hormones. And so when, when you get into, into diabetes uh, and uh, even Hashimoto's and thyroid diseases, those are all hormonally driven. And so it can balance out hormones that can, and these are conditions of imbalance really. And so CBD works within that cannabinoid system to try and create this homeostasis that we as practitioners know as body balance. And so, so cannabis and, and cannabinoids work within that system to try and balance your body. We don't know where it'll go to work, but it'll go to work on, on whatever it really needs to. And so there's so many things that, that it can help with, and there's so many things that they don't know. So it's, it's really new science because the cannabinoid system was not discovered until 25 years ago. And so most practicing doctors today didn't hear about it. Only the young ones coming up through now, the younger doctors and residents, will have a clue and get an inkling of what it is. So it's all new science. It's all cutting edge. Okay. One thing that this makes me question is you mentioned the word full spectrum. What do you mean by full spectrum CBD? I get that question every time I say the word. A <laughs> uh, full spectrum oil is really <laughs> simple because we talk about cannabinoids and over 100, 120 cannabinoids known. A full spectrum oil simple ha- simply has all the cannabinoids that are available in that plant when that's extracted. So it's not an isolated. You can get a pure CBD oil, a pure CBD by extracting it through CO2 extraction and have simply that cannabinoid. But in nature, everything works better together. And so synergistically, all cannabinoids in that plant are meant to be in that plant and work together full spectrum. And that's what a full spectrum oil is. It simply means that whatever's in that plant has been extracted and is carried in a carrier oil. And so it's a full spectrum oil. Okay. Now, in all of the illnesses and the and the issues that you were talking about, one that came to mind that you didn't uh, mention was ADHD. And so many children right now are being diagnosed with ADHD or ADD. Have you ever um, experienced or known of children using CBD oil for their ADHD? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it, there, are, there are three times that I recommend pure CBD. Not a full-spectrum oil, only CBD. One would be with people that need to be drug-tested for their work, whether you're an oil rig worker, a truck driver, what you are, because any full-spectrum oil will have traces of THC. And this is what they check for is THC. Uh, another, another place that I would recommend it is for if I want to, would like to isolate to see what a CBD does on its own for that client before plugging in a full-spectrum oil. CBD may be very effective for a client. And it may need a full spectrum, which 95% of the time they do. And the third one is what you talk about, kids. Really, nobody under 18 should use THC because they're, they've done tests and they're linking it to psychosis and, and the human brain develops until you're about 20 years old. And so kids or teenagers that smoke weed uh, can be a little psychotic sometimes, a little crazy, and it depends on strains. Certain strains are... are uh, are higher to to create anxiety and psychosis than other strains of, of cannabis, and we can talk about that too later on. But when you come to ADHD and ADD, pure CBD in in younger kids can be really great because it doesn't harm their brain. It only works within those pathways of the brain to take the peaks and edges off of some of that and 
calm that child down. I've even, you know, even clients, adult clients, find it helps with OCD. Uh, so, which is another similar but not quite the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that answers actually my next question. When I would ask you, is CBD um, is safe for anyone and everyone? Which for children, actually, it it isn't. Not a full spectrum. Not a full spectrum, no, but CBD is not a full spectrum. CBD is an isolated cannabinoid, so it's not a full spectrum. It is isolated for that reason. I'll take you back in time a little bit about uh, about 10 years ago, and this is where big CBD boom came from. Uh, A little girl named Charlotte Beachy in the States, New Jersey, uh, was having 300 grand mal seizures a week, and no medication I gave her could calm that down. And cannabis was not legal in New Jersey at that time, so they moved to Colorado, and they, they found these brothers that were developing a plant that nobody would buy because it was high CBD, no THC, no fun, no buzz, but safe for kids. As soon, as soon as she took the first few drops of CBD, she went from 300 to zero seizures. 300 to zero. And so this, wow. is, where, this is why the, the original strain of cannabis developed with no THC is called Charlotte's Web, named after Charlotte Fiji, which is this girl. And so... Um, and after that, she's, she's done really well on CBD. She started to function. Uh, she couldn't talk at that time. Now she converses. She's social. And so, so yeah, so this is why CBD is such an important thing on its own. Okay. So if someone is taking either full-spectrum CBD or an isolate CBD, is, is this going to affect any of their abilities to drive, to work heavy equipment? Is there any THC, whether it be a low low dose of THC, is it going to build up in their system at all? No, it, it processes through your system. It doesn't build up. Uh, a CBD, pure CBD product, will never affect you uh, psychoactively. You can never get high on CBD because it does not target CB1 sensor that is a sensor in your brain and your central nervous system, which THC targets, which is the buzzy compound, if you want to call it that, that will make you high. And CBD does not target the CB1 receptor or even the CB2 receptor works outside that system. And so safe to drive, you don't get a buzz on it. The only thing with CBD that you may get is a bit of sedation. Uh, So in other words, if you take too much CBD, you may get a little sleepy. If I, if I need to go across on the ferry and it's rough, uh, I take a gravel and I go to sleep for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. This is what CBD can do in higher doses, but you never get high on it. You just get a sedation from it. So that's the only caution I would say is if you're going to use it and you drive and operate machinery, small doses, few drops, and you're very safe. Okay. Um, do we have any medical contraindications that go with CBD or cannabis? Yeah, well, there, there are always some complications, uh, contraindications and cross-medication problems. It's really safe to take with almost all medications. Um, it, what happens with CBD, it processes through your P450 liver enzyme system. And while it does that, it takes over that whole liver enzyme system as it processes for about two hours. Um, 60% of your medications, pharmaceutical medications, are also usually processed through that liver uh, enzyme system. The good rule to follow is a grapefruit rule. In other words, medications that tell you don't eat grapefruit, uh, blood pressure medications, uh, some some other heads, uh, you know, uh, blood thin, uh, you have to watch that. So 
uh, you have to stay away from that. If you take your CBD two hours away from any of those medications, it's generally safe to take. Okay. Kevin, at this moment, we're going to have to take another break. And at the other side of the break, we still have lots of questions for you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Visit Doreen's website at dmurphydoucette.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins, and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements, and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphydoucette.com today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to your daily dose. If you have a question for Doreen Doucette or her guest today, feel free to call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Doreen's Daily Dose at gmail.com. Now, back to your daily dose. Okay, Kevin, um, with these contraindications and with anyone who wants to take CBD or the cannabis, when they go to see their medical doctor or any other health practitioner, is it wise for them to let their doctor or health practitioner know that they are using CBD or cannabis? All they need to. There's no question there. Um, The downside is, like I mentioned before, a lot of the doctors are in that 40-plus, 50-, 60-year-old age zone where they have no knowledge of, of the cannabinoid system, and neither do they have much knowledge about cannabis itself. And some are better than others at it. I'll, I'll grant them that. And some are coming around because it is it is the new medicine, and it's a new old medicine, a change of medicine, but it's new. Uh, so they're getting better at it. And so they may not be as comfortable as they should be, but they need to know because of the contraindications between medications. And a lot of clients that I see have lists of medications as long as your arm. And so between those medications, there's contraindications, and they have to adjust medications. So you throw another one in, 
Um, they always, and they still downplay it in some in some medical circles to say that cannabis has no medical value, but it's such a powerful thing that it can impact. And since the, end of the cannabinoid system is a broad-based, regulates every system in your body, it certainly can impact anything. So your doctor needs to know what you want to use if you haven't used it yet. If you decide to start taking it, you have to talk to him. And if it's just CBD, there's that to look at. But if there's also a full-spectrum oil that has CBN, CGN, and, and a bit of THC, they all impact different things. And so if your doctor doesn't know, you, you need to let your doctor know if you're taking strong supplements, uh, especially depending on your, your medical condition that you want to, to work on. But some supplements are, are really powerful, too. Uh, this is the strongest supplement on the market that can impact anything. So you certainly need to know about anything cannabis-related. And so you should in a perfect world, be able to advise on ways to safely take your CBD, your cannabis oils, along with the medications he has on your list. And and what and what they can do or should do is if you want to change your medication to a natural medication, which is cannabis, and use it to take care of your chronic health problems and your aches and pains and your anxiety as opposed to taking antidepressants and painkillers, then you can reduce those other medications, the pharmaceuticals, as long as you talk with your doctor and work back and forth and adjust those medications down as your cannabis oil, whatever strength and whatever uh, whatever spectrum that is, as your cannabis oil starts to take care of those conditions, then you can reduce your other medication, which at the end of the day, less is more when it comes to chemical medication because if it's not real, it shouldn't be in your body in the first place. So, exactly. and that's what happens in a lot of cases. These pharmaceutical meds can be reduced as your cannabis oil, your your CBD or whatever you're taking, starts to take care of that problem naturally by balancing your body systems. And it's all about treating the problem at the cause as opposed to treating symptoms and pains. And, and, and my favorite quote from Einstein was that you can never solve a problem about the layer, layer it was created on. And so CBD and cannabis oils get down to that bottom layer, work on the problem, and then the symptoms go away. So he needs to know about all these things. Okay, good. Now, we've basically focused on mainly oils. Um, There's so many others. There's edibles. There are vape pens. There's suppositories. What what do you feel about these other ones? Are they as as beneficial as the oil can be? and what do you think about the availability of edibles now? Mm, that's a big question. Um, the best delivery system I've found for cannabis products is an oil-based. And that doesn't matter if you take that oil-based product and have that oil based in a butter or coconut oil and put it in an edible, or take it as an oil, CBD oil under your tongue, or take that in an oil-based suppository. But oil is best, <laughs> mainly because an oil... It doesn't digest like uh, like a gummy. You chew it up, you swallow it, or you smoke and you get it in your lungs. It's great. You vaporize, you get that vapor in your lungs. Um, but an oil goes directly to your lymphatic system. It bypasses regular digestion and goes into your, your lymphatic system and delivered as a fat to where it should go. Now, there are two best places, two best places to take uh, these cannabis oils, these uh, you know CBD oil drops. One is under your tongue, and because it's a sublingual medication, if you look under your tongue, uh, the blood vessels are right there at the surface, really purple. And so to take a a, a CBD oil properly, 
you take a few drops, whatever your dosage is, and you hold it on your tongue for two minutes and let it soak in. And that's a sublingual medication, like taking a, a B12 supplement, and you let that dissolve under your tongue. And so that's the second best place, the really very best place is a suppository. And European medicine is more suppository-based than anything else. So we kind of frown on it here and turn our nose up. But the blood vessels in the rectal area are really concentrated. And you get 80 90% absorption as a, in a, a suppository as opposed to a 50 to 60% absorption under the tongue sublingually. And so that's really the best place to take it for us is a few drops under the tongue because you can regulate it. You get the best you can outside a suppository. Uh, no mess, no fuss, uh, no smoke. Uh, so if people have a have a problem with smoke, and then it, it can make you cough a bit. Uh, and vapors are really good. And gummies, gummies, you're at the your mercy for digestion, and nobody can predict how good or bad that is. And so gummies uh, simply don't work as well as an oil. Now you <laughs> you also asked about edibles. This is a combination because most edibles are made with an oil-based cannabis derivative. Um, when I make an edible for myself personally, um, I'll, I'll make my butters or my oils based in coconut, and I'll, and I'll make those. And usually what I'll do is I put them in a, in a healthy brownie, gluten-free uh, brownie with low sugar. And so you get an oil, but you're also going to eat that product. The big benefit with edibles is the fact that they last for five, six, seven hours long-term. Uh, if you smoke, it's a few minutes or an hour when you get a relief. So, so these edibles are great for, for pain relief or anxiety or whatever you're taking them for, for sleep, for hours and hours at a time. So the oils and edibles give you long, long-lasting relief, however you decide that delivery system is. And so, so edibles can be good as long as they're done properly and as long as the dosage is regulated and, and you've got to make sure that they're safe and you don't get, uh, I think you asked me the other day, about, uh, about these things that are happening in Cape Breton and, uh, yes. and uh, cakes that are landing in schools that shouldn't be there. And this is all about common sense and control. You have to label, you need security, food security. You need to keep these things out, you know, away from kids or anybody that doesn't want to have a cannabis edible. And it's unfortunate that some people that could really use cannabis have tried some of these things in the past and had bad experiences or tried them by mistake in the past and had bad experiences. In other words, they went to a party and they had two or three cookies. They didn't know there was some weed in there, and so it scared them off. Right now, they could really use it, but they may not take it. And so when you get into edibles and they see an ad on TV the other night, they do look the same, but they're nowhere close to the same, and you need to, to segregate that. You need to keep it safe not just from kids, but from adults that don't want it or need it either. So, like yeah. I said, it's a big question. Okay. So when we're talking about oil and you were saying using it sublingually, we know how much we're going to be putting under our tongue. If we are to use a suppository, we know how much is in that suppository that's going to be metabolized in the vena cava. If we're eating an edible and if I have a brownie, how do I know if I'm going to have a quarter of that brownie or half of that brownie, exactly how much is going to be in that specific piece of the brownie that I'm going to eat? How do we determine that? That also has to be determined sort of in the same way. If you take a 50 ml bottle of CBD oil, regardless what it is, full spectrum, isolate, it doesn't matter. You, you take a certain amount of CBD in that bottle, with a carrier oil, which is 50 mil, you know in that bottle uh, there's a 1,000 milligrams of CBD 
in that whole bottle. And if you want a 20 to 25 milligram dosage per day, you break it into drops, and that's what works for you during the day. And so there's so many dosages in that bottle. And the same thing with, with suppositories, you'll, you'll do the same. You'll, you'll regulate what that is. In an edible, say it's a brownie, which is eating that, what I do with mine is I, is I make my butters and oils, but I send those away for lab testing because I'm a medical patient. I can do that. And so I know exactly the strength of that butter, that oil. I know exactly how much of that butter or that oil that I want for a dosage, say it's at 25 milligram per day or per, you know, or, or six, seven milligrams per dose. And then, I, then what I do is those, those are measured in that brownie. And so, so much in a tablespoon of the butter and so many tablespoons in that pan of brownie, say four or five. And then you cut that into what those doses are, probably 40 pieces. So you know very well you have a very safe dosage in that brownie okay. and as to what your dosage is. Now, cannabis is a, is a personal medicine. In other words, what you need, what I need, what somebody else needs is never the same. And on any certain day, that may never be the same. If you're taking it for anxiety and it's a rough day, you may need a couple of those. And so within all that, there's also that equation to throw in there too. But just back to the simple question, that's how you regulate a dosage in an edible is to know how much you put in and how many pieces you get it as to what your dosage should be. Okay. Now, when we go into any stores or even into the pharmacy, we're looking at labels. Okay. So we see on prescription medications or supplements that there's a list of cautions. So it'll say, keep it out of the reach of children or don't take it if operating motor vehicle equipment or, or specific things like that. Why, when we purchase a bottle of CBD oil, it doesn't have any cautions listed on it. Also, when you purchase, it really has a dosage on it either, so um, they should both be there, but cautions, they should have a whole list, sort of like you get at the pharmacy. If you take, if you get medication from your doctor, there's nothing on the sheet, there's nothing on your script, but you go to the pharmacy, and they outline it in one, two, three, four, five pages, depending on that medication. Mm-hmm. That's where it should be. You should get a sheet to tell you how to take it, what to take it, what not to take it with, how much is in that, contraindictions, any possible side effects. It should come with a sheet like that. They all should. Um, and you should only get your CBD from places that can at least, at least, if you ask for value of that information. And none of the government facilities don't do that at all that I see. Uh, they're big on warning people about THC and the problems it can cause, like edibles, make sure you keep them away and, and don't drive and, and keep THC away from kids. But you really got to step up to the plate and provide all the information. And it should come with a sheet. Mm-hmm. It should. Um, is is it regulated? CBD regulated by any any agencies? Oh, Health Canada has the over the overview the, the looking the overlook of all CBD and cannabis. They say you know who can buy and what regulations are supposed to be there. Um, okay. So all other things had to be regulated and labeled, and this should be as strong as it is. Should be at least labeled as good as others, and maybe stronger. And like I said, they're big on warning. So to address a warning, you should hand out the paper first, and you wouldn't have to be so proactive on warning as you are on education. And education is the key. Mm-hmm. It is, Kevin. Unfortunately, we have to bring the show to an end again. I thank you so much for joining me and for all of the beneficial information regarding the pros and cons when it comes to the use of cannabis and CBD, and all about cannabis and CBD. 
So hopefully when people are considering this for their personal use, they're going to look back at this show and they're going to take into consideration all of the information that you've provided today. I really look forward to speaking with you in the very near future. And we can continue on with this topic because there's just so much more that needs to be discussed about this. So I thank you so much for being with us today. Perfect. I hope I can get back on again. I certainly hope so. So for now, I'd like to thank all of our listeners. I'll be back again next week at the same time. And I wish everyone your best health. Thank you for joining us for your daily dose. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.